do you do you feel like um you're able to like have a true stop (laughs) that's a lovely pose um i was thinking i need to get like the shit under my chin frozen off you know how they do that frozen off no i don't yeah i think that that's what it's called they like inject something in there and it like freezes it off or eats it or something i don't know you mean like I need so a you don't small have a... raccoon to munch on the fat under my neck? That's that's so repulsive. Why would you wait? So just because you so you don't have a double chin? And where did you get the raccoon idea? That's terrible. Because we were talking about raccoons yesterday. Um, it'd be, yeah, but it'd be funny if you use like the the like you know the fish that bite off the dead skin. Yeah, <laughs> just go really <laughs> hard right here. I just feel like I don't know. I'm like my body's like fairly in shape now. Like I don't have that much extra fat on my body, but like that part of my face just stays there for all eternity. And I'm like, well, I would have to be like anorexically skinny to get rid of it. And like realistically, that's not going to happen because I don't have enough food control. So I just need to get it. I just don't have enough control to be anorexic. It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work Um, for me. I can last like a couple days. It's going to be a body image special. Trigger warning. Yep. If you have eating disorders, um, then sorry. Sorry. I, I'm <laughs> Lucky sure. for you. <laughs> That's what I say. What? <laughs> if you have an eating disorder, then good for you, kid. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Hope we don't lose any. Most of our listeners are men, so they're probably fine. Um, although I do feel like there's been a rise in men with eating disorders. Because, like, I'm workout sorry. culture has gotten really intense in this, like, specific way where they all, like, well, yeah, fast and, like, and then, like, lift weights. Yeah, like, keto men who are, like, starving themselves yeah. are also have eating disorders. Yeah. Let's not lie to ourselves. Um, so, about freezing your chin off. <laughs> so, is that chin. just, like, more... Is that because it's, like, non... <laughs> not chin, but, like, uh, double Under chin. chin. yeah. Is that just, like, also known as, like, gullet? is that because (laughs) is that a non-surgical solution like you could just get like a little tuck there i don't think i really think it's a some sort of chemical they inject that burns fat i mean you're you're okay i just think it's like really unnecessary because i don't think that that i think that's just in your mind just like the lump on the back of our necks is like actually not a problem okay (laughs) so first of all i'm probably like 99.99 not gonna ever do any sort of like cosmetic surgery like that but because it's a waste of money i like that you tried to hook that into saying that our lumps are not a problem (laughs) when they clearly are they are not everybody has that i I, yeah just let's sit up straight for the rest of the episode (laughs) okay but what i I was gonna ask i got one of those things for pasha that is like a thing that straps on your shoulders and holds your shoulders back that goes around your knees also or no no it's just like a little like it's just a thing that goes around your shoulders does he have bad posture no but he like is like any normal person sits in front of a computer and kind of hunches okay is posture a thing more in russia than it is here i feel like russians would have good posture really yeah oh no i just assume that russians are good at any sort of like hygiene oh hi moomich hi bubbla he looks- Do you see that his eye, his right eye is a little bit, his right eye is like leaking. Wait, is that the one that had the thing in it? No. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so every time I come back from America, Mumi's like 
health is worse <laughs> in some way. I mean, no, the the not every time, but this when I came back in the winter, he had that spot in his eye, which I took a picture of again now. So it's like three months. Okay. And then. And does it look different? Did you compare? It doesn't look that much bigger. Okay. It's, it's like maybe a tiny bit bigger. Okay. And then when I came back this time, he's been sneezing and <laughs> I think he has a cold. He's been sneezing and has like a runny sort of like clear liquid runny eye. Mm. And I looked it up and um, I mean, in the eye that doesn't have the spot. And I looked it up and it's like really common for cats to get like, it could be, especially with the sneezing, it could be like vi- a virus that, you know, like a cold that he gets over in a few days. Um, but they were just like, just watch it. And if it like doesn't stop after a few days, then you should go to the vet. But it's like, <sighs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And I just don't want him to be, he's like itching it and stuff. And I know uh, that's making it worse. Yeah. And I've been dabbing it, but I feel really bad for him. Got to strap the But he paws. hasn't lost appetite. Okay, so. so the two times that we've attempted to talk about Russia, we've gotten sidetracked. Sorry, you were trying to ask me if Russians have good posture. Yeah, Fascinating well, question. Because I had the stereotype <laughs> in my brain that Russians are really good at anything that's like um, hygiene based or like proper body etiquette. What's body? What's an example of body etiquette? Because I feel like posture. I don't think of. <laughs> posture um like like table manners also table manners that's a good one yeah like politeness stuff that's interesting that that's that's interesting that you had that stereotype i agree with the hygiene i was thinking i was true we've said this before on the podcast but i can't remember i was thinking one of the greatest like one of the most compelling arguments for claiming that russians aren't white is the fact that their hygiene is so good and that they like take their shoes off in the house that means they're not white yeah i mean think about like all like west white western cultures and americans don't do that shit but does like every non-white culture do that? I don't think so. I think people do take off their shoes. Asians, one hundred percent, are like really intense what about, about that Africa? kind of stuff. Africa mm, just depends on the country. Yeah, maybe or? it depends on the country. I don't. I don't have a specific. In memory. your experience, did you don't have a memory of like going to someone's house and like whether or not you take off your shoes and stuff? Um, I can't. I honestly can't remember. I remember people being like really clean and like aggressively like cleaning their houses on a very regular basis. And like, I don't, I don't remember in ever. Kenya? I, Where? No, no, in, in East Africa. Like, I don't remember ever going into somebody's house and it being like untidy. Like everything was very like they were, you know, people just like put everything back where it's supposed to be. They cleaned up directly after making a meal, that sort of thing. But that could have just been coincidence, you know, because there's people in America that do that and there's people that aren't. But I just feel like the consistency in America isn't there for those sorts of things. Like you get a really wide range of um, and and I'm talking specifically about white America. Maybe they're just more Asian, not white. What are like you think of? I don't know. I feel like it's not really a white thing. I think it's more of a like Asian thing. Or what were you about to say? No, I think I think it extends Americans. past that. I'm trying to think of other places I've been. Like, are they that way in India? I don't remember. I don't. I haven't been in like. I mean, I feel like people take off their shoes, but I might be making that up. I mean, I don't. I've have never like been. A, to I don't India. have like a wide like sample of Indian households, but the one Indian household I've been to is very clean, and they take off their shoes. But I mean, know. I feel like Russians. 
especially like I don't know like like especially this sort of like nouveau riche Russian so not like the cluttered Soviet departments which even if they're clean they're like messy all the time because right. um, <coughs> they're just full of like junk there's like stuff yeah and like hoarding and like yeah like my host mom because yeah, in case like the blockade happens again you have to have some materials yeah. and my host mom is like an example of that because her apartment is just like she's had it for like since the soviet era and it's just extremely full of stuff and like from like trinkets and everything that's sort of like a typical soviet apartment which is like having huge overpowering cabinets with like glass doors and then a lot of like tchotchkes inside like she has a doll collection so that just adds that's, to it but that's like, like when we were doing the babushka episode remember and one of the advertisements was like you need cabinets all over your apartment yeah exactly <laughs> like the cabinets are so big that they take up like a huge portion of like uh, the room so there's just like it's mostly cabinet and then Wait, was the doll I mean, collection so in the cabinets like you can't see it yeah okay no you can see it glass doors it's oh, like florida's oh. florida ceiling florida ceiling wardrobes that are like dark wood and come out really far and just like dominate the space and then <laughs> she had a she had a doll collection but then she also has like a lot of these kinds of typical soviet apartments like from this so this, so russians um, are minimalists well, yeah, I mean, this is sort of like, to me, it's like a thing that feels kind of like, it's that like petty bourgeoisie thing that just like persisted throughout the Soviet era of like having little decorative things. And I don't even know what they are. I mean, like my host mom had like specific collections of dolls and of plates, Okay, and are the, the plates, plates are the plates on, on display like up and down? The, or the plates flat? actually the plates actually were in the kitchen on the wall, so they were like put up. Oh, they were hung. Okay, yeah, but like inside the cabinet. First of all, you also have the one. Okay, so in in the room I slept in, which is like the study or something, I guess would be what it would be if I wasn't there. Was one full wall of cabinets that was all books. It was like, and it was a long room. It was like a big room. Okay, so a lot of books and a lot of like. Soviet libraries will have like the, you know, the tomes that are like a collection of a bunch of books and like by one author one type. So they're like all the same color. So you see a different. Okay. I don't know. It could be. It could be by a single author. Uh, you mean right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then on the other side was the like tchotchke cabinets, full wall, and like one of them had dolls, and then the rest just had like maybe other books and like little trinkets and stuff. Like porcelain so figurines. Vibe, Porcelain figurines, like saucers. I don't even know. Okay. I don't know. Um, it's hard to remember. And then like in some, I mean, she had cool stuff. She had like sort of like, she had more interesting stuff. Because sometimes you, you'll move into an apartment and they'll be like, like, remember that ad I showed you with like stuffed animals and like really gross little plastic things? Just like. Mm, I don't think you showed me that. There was like a carpet on the wall, as when I was looking for apartments. Oh, oh, like a lot of stuffed animals. Yeah, yeah. Um, th those kinds of like cheap things, like you'll find that too, and that to me is a lot more just unappealing. Um, what is that? But do you think like is that like post depression, post blockade hoarding behavior, or that's something else entirely? Well, I think that the I don't I feel like the blockade, especially in Petersburg, I always like. Uh, associated that with 
some of the hoarding of my host mom, like things like she kept she because I think because she talked about it like openly, like she was just uh, she said things like that, like, you know, we don't waste food because of the blockade or like I have there's like cabinets in in the kitchen that run along the top that are like this sort of built into the wall cabinets, not not actual protrude not really cabinets they're just like shit i don't know what you call that like crawl space at the top of the kitchen okay and she had that like full of cans and she's like that's where i have like extra food stored and she also would collect like clothing so like she never threw out clothes she gave me some clothes but she would like always mend clothes and just had sort of like a pile of clothes in the in the kitchen that like needed to be mended but it was just like always there and sometimes you know she'd mend it like sometimes but it was just like a constant thing and like random you know like just cheap pieces of clothing that she just refused to give away yeah so I associate that from her I associate some of that stuff with like the legacy of of the city going through this intense like starvation and lack period and then that's not only the blockade though and it's not only in Petersburg because I feel like the sort of phenomenon of like not have like the lacking phenomenon which appeared in different points in the Soviet era for a lot of people. You know, like, the sort of, like, phenomenon, the empty shelf thing in stores or something like that. Or even if it's not empty, having, like, not a lot of choice in terms of consumerism. Right, so is that, like, you think that if we just, like, made a couple leaps and bounds that we could attribute that... I'm talking, like, so I feel like maybe there's two different types of hoarding. There's, like, the food and clothing hoarding, which is, like blockade bad like need to make sure that we have stuff if anything bad happens and then there's also like the aesthetic hoarding like I have a shit ton of like tacky teddy bears like do you think that that we could attribute that to the fact that people didn't get to have that variety for like a long period of time and so now it still has some sort of exciting factor even for people that don't necessarily remember it or is that going too far well I don't know I just think that um I think that that, like, lack, um, not so much, it depends on the age of the person, but so not so much, let's say, let's not take the blockade as an example, let's take, like, just, like, a general lack of um, consumer choice and stuff like that, or whatever we're going to call that, like, variety in terms of what you could get and have, and um, I feel like that... Just anecdotally, like, in my experience, that seems to have two effects. Like, either the random collection of, like, shitty things, just, like... Because they're not, like, cool... Like, they're not, like, vintage Soviet toys, which are also plastic, but they're they're cool-looking. Like, they're, like, weird and kind of (laughs) scary-looking. Like, anything from, like, the 50s looks really scary. Like a Chabaroshka doll or something that you're, like, (laughs) Um, (laughs) no. It's, like, shiny plastic face. So horrible. (laughs) Yeah, and like, or the little cars, like that's cool. But I'm talking about like more, yeah, I don't know, '90s, 2000s type of like plastic, almost like knickknacks, the type of stuff animal you would get at like a fair, like that local. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or like, there's like a little plastic bunny that is like attached. It's like very small, but it's in my kitchen right now because I can't get it off the light. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or like, wait, what? I don't remember that. What does that look like? I don't think it's part of the lamp, but it's fastened. It's like a small, like, there's a lamp in my kitchen that I don't really like in general that's, like, metal and, like, two yeah, pet, I, two flowers, basically, pointing down. Off the wall. Like. 
yeah, yeah and yeah. there's a small bunny on on the metal just like standing there oh that's funny i maybe i vaguely remember that <laughs> anyway so that like my apartment's like really not bad in the sense that like most of the little knickknacks and stuff that i found here um there haven't been that many and i've just sort of like stuffed them in a wardrobe if i if it, if i didn't like if they're not completely throw outable um but did i tell you about like how i found a phone here no like i okay but then i'll come back to my theory because i think there's that and then there's another type of reaction to this lacking um <laughs> i like so you know the furniture was here when i got here but it's like pretty nice it's like this ikea stuff that isn't bad mm-hmm. um and the bed has like the backboard of my bed oh, has yes shelving yeah in it yeah yeah and one day I heard a phone ringing, like just like an old phone ring sound from my bed. And I was like, what the hell? First, I thought it was like the neighbor, but it was like very loud. And I like followed the sound and there was an old, just like an old phone. What is that called? Rotary? No, not that old, but like a phone, that, a house phone. What okay. do they call those? Home phone? Yeah, handheld phone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> this is a really retarded setting. Yeah, like, yeah, like a... <laughs> A landline phone. Yeah, a landline phone, right? With like uh like the with spiral the, wire okay. that connects from the receiver to the thing. And it but not a rotary keypad. No. Okay. Like a non rotary keypad. Okay. Like a sort of like more modern keypad. Okay. And it's ringing and I'm just like, what the hell? And it's like really dusty and it's like hidden on the shelf in my in the sort of built in shelf of my headboard that's against the wall. So I couldn't like get to it. I have to move the bed out. And like reach in there. Mm-hmm. I take it out. It's like very old, despite not being rotary and very dusty. And I'm like, this is horrible. But I know, <laughs> I know these people. So I know I can't just throw it out. So I text my landlord a picture and I'm like, excuse me. And I, th- <laughs> I'm like, this phone started ringing. Like, is it, <laughs> is it, <laughs> I wish you answered it. Well, I didn't even, I don't think I made it in time. I didn't find it in time. Um, I was like, can I just, can I throw it out? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need it. It's also, she, it's like not hers. It's probably her like dead mother's, unfortunately, because this is her apartment. And she's like, oh, well, I mean, if it still works, you better just keep it. And I was like, okay. And I like put I mean, it. that is I fair. Like, That's fair. What are you going to do with the landline phone? She has a cell phone. I know, but we're still in like, I, I understand the like desire not to just like chuck something that's fully functioning. I wouldn't chuck it. I'd put it next to the dumpster for someone to take it. Okay. But we don't need it. I mean, I, so I dusted it off and put it up in the shelf. And that's like what I do with some of the little <laughs> things that I have to keep. But the other reaction I was going to say to like, what I'm imagining is a reaction to a sort of just long term. Compl- wildly speculating. <laughs> Yeah, wildly speculative, just what I think, is like this, This like, yeah, I don't know what to call it, like maybe more nouveau riche type of Russian lifestyle that I've seen, like really, like the opposite, really clean and pretty minimal, but not necessarily in the best way, it's like still tacky, but minimal, I don't know how to explain it, like, it's <sighs> minimal, but the things that are there are like tacky and like horrible marble columns and shit. Well, no, not even that. That could be cool, but, like, that's over the top. I mean more just, like, ugly. Like, there's still wallpaper or something, and it's ugly, but people... Okay, it's not even about being minimal. It's about being, like, new. It's about being new, and that's what... When you say nouveau riche, what's the style of apartment we're in? 
could it be like your apartment but just decorated differently or it's like a new building well new building would be better people like new buildings but new building is more what i'm talking about but it's actually not even nouveau riche because it's not like rich people it's just like new russian let's just call it that okay and like so this is like not about only accessible to rich people this is like just average like oh we're gonna buy a one bedroom and like mostly in a new building like middle class if we're allowed to say that term like they have enough to buy an apartment it's mostly it's that's a like a lot of people it's like normal class but okay i guess normal middle class like very big yeah i mean in the cities i don't know anything else so like ideally you you like the idea of buying absolutely new it's like good that it's a new building because everything's like fresh the pipes are like all new although a lot of times those buildings are just like shittier and fall apart are are there like new buildings in the city center really yes okay like the building next door to mine is they built it to make it like pretend to look like the old buildings but remember that like elite building it's like the it's like right it's like a closed community for people that are slightly wealthier than your building because it like looks really similar but it's new you're not allowed they're, to go and in. they're definitely wealthy because that in the center to like live in a new apartment that's like styled like the old apartment is expensive i, I do um, appreciate like yeah i mean you can tell that the building is like new but i feel like they do a fairly good job it's not like in in new york city when they like in brooklyn when they build a new building it's like so aggressively like we're gentrifying you know like no, they don't yeah. try to make it look like a nice old brownstone at all yeah, I know, because the ones in New York that have just been, like, sprouting so much Ugh, right now they're are, like... Horrible. They're horrible. They're, like, they're all the same, like, wooden and glass box. I don't get why that's the thing. It's that was re- it must be, like, cheap, and they're, like, and it looks nice, and, like, people want to live there, like, horrible, as you would say, like, stick-watching people, like, are down to live in those types of places. Wait, what does stick-watching mean? They're a TV stick. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Stick, TV stick. Yeah. I was thinking like a twig. No, no, no. Get TV it. stick watchers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they also like clean things. And maybe that's just like what a lot of normal people like. But like, so this like clean aesthetic is like, it can it can still fit in, it can still fit in sort of like what I, what I would consider, we would probably consider bad taste, um, which is just like bad patterns of like wallpaper, wallpaper at all, Ugh. like bad tiles in the bathroom but it's the most important thing is that it's like yeah it's like everything is new and clean and that makes it okay for some reason or you can have like I don't know that oh oh like shiny a good example is like in my old apartment we had this like the ceilings are done in this like it has like a shiny plastic coating on it do you remember how in the apartment over near the Marinsky the ceiling of the kitchen was like reflective white like it's been shellacked or it has like a paper no i mean it's actually a layer of plastic that is like a balloon if you touch it i don't know why really like it has it's not flush with the actual wall it like is saggy a little bit well once there was a flood and they're just like it like fell into like a balloon shape like a water balloon uh yeah that that other apartment's a good example of that like new style so cheap it's exactly so remember how like in the bathroom it was like if they had just done like white tile or something it would look really good but they did like that like those like parsley not parsley 
paisley kind of like oh my god i do designs on the that. tile remember i don't remember that it was paisley that's terrible not paisley but it's like a specific type of like fleur-de-lis but like not fleur-de-lis okay and it's just bad and it's like so then, aggressive like, to do that in like a small bathroom too it's like the bathrooms are yeah, already small and that was and you're a, like and making it tinier and then like so that they did that they did like you know plastic wood on the floors rather than hardwood they well, did yeah. that's just cheaper yeah um but the thing about like the that kind of paisley tile or, or the type of wallpaper they had which was like i'm trying to remember some of it was like puffy i think the problem with that is that that is not cheaper so it's n- or not the problem the like thing about that is like that shit is like more expensive than you could get plain white tiles and it would be like not as expensive as these like specialized right, tiles right <laughs> and so it's not like people are it's not like with the plastic floors where you may be like saving money um or whatever that's called like it's like linoleum but you know it's like plastic yeah, wood yeah. i know but oh, I know. that's like saving money but a lot of the choices are not about saving money and yeah that apartment's a pretty good example of that because like they also oh they also had this is classic for like new design is this like I don't know what you call this in architectural terms, but this sort of space between the top of the ceiling, a little bit lower than the ceiling on the wall, something like some rim sort of jutting molding. out with lighting. Oh, it had you lighting. Like the so you, molding you can turn had on lights, lights on that it. sort of like, it's not molding. It's like a jut out from the wall that's been built so that it can have lights Ugh. in it so that the lights can like shine up. I it's like a useless piece of architecture. That. That I hate that. Yeah. So that kind of shit is like... Ca- So basically all of this phenomenon of this like new type of sort of clean and new stuff is generally referred to as like Yevra Remont, which means it means like European style. Oh no. Like yeah. (laughs) So that's what it means the Europeans do and the Europeans are like It's like uh, no it's specifically like yeah, Euro renovations. That's Uh, the literal Euro trash renovations as well. So yeah, so like People who, when, you, when you're looking for apartments, which I've obviously, as you know, done a million times, unfortunately, like you either have, you have like people just with a lot of these sort of cluttered. <laughs> you could either live with like, like a thousand teddy bears or in a Euro trash apartment. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like your renovation, like a million exclamation points, like <laughs> fresh. Uh, and it's just like, why do you think that's what people do in Europe? <laughs> uh, but Yeah. I like it's, I like that you had that. Remember when uh, you did the um, uh, I want to call it the Yule log episode when you talked about the Christmas tree as a phenomenon, uh-huh. and you were talking which czar was it that like brought over fur from Germany, for uh, fir, fur trees. It wasn't Peter. Maybe it was Peter. Yeah, yeah. Who? And it's it's just funny to think about him also misinterpreting at the time. He's like, this is what they do in Europe. Yeah, well, he did that with a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's like, so let's cut off everyone's beards and... Oh, right, because they, they this shave. This is what they do in Europe. In Europe, yeah. He, like, saw one French guy without a beard. He's like, that's what they do in Europe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but he for real did that with a lot of things. I mean, a lot of things were probably more on point than, like, Euro renovation, but... <laughs> But still, it was like, fucked up for a lot of people because he was just like fully aggressively importing. That's, and people were just like, help. Uh, that's a very, uh, I don't know. What? It just feels like like kind of loserish or lame to like be like, we're just going to import all these things from another culture and you have to do it. It's like really, um, 
I don't, I want to say impotent, but that's not the right word. Like weak oh. or something. I know. I mean, the thing is like Russia's, conti- Russians continue to really glorify Europe, at least Western Europe in a lot of ways. So it's just like an ongoing thing. You know, the whole like, like Russia, is it Europe or Asia debate or whatever, which is like obviously not a debate. Um, we'll never because know. Because it's big. <laughs> Eurasia. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, but I actually, like, it, honestly, true. Yeah, not a debate. I, yeah, I just think it's stupid to try to be like, to try, like, it depends on what, what you're talking about. It's like, about. do like, the people at a look cer- Asian or not? <laughs> at a certain, yeah, well, at a certain point, obviously, we can't go by like ethnic, ethnicity, really. I think at a certain point, it's like, yeah, it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about like the 19th century government structure, then it was closer to Europe because it was like part of the the intermix with all the royal families of Europe. Yeah. And then like the Soviet era was like separate. And people, I mean, in Russian history, people always point to the time, like the medieval time of the Mongol, Mongol yoke, yolk, yolk, Mongol yoke that was it sort of like the the dark times when Russia <laughs> when we were was under really Asian cut off. Rule. Well, Russia was cut off from European. <laughs> Their one true loves the Europeans. <laughs> no, we don't get to be near our European brothers. No, it was bad. Set them back a lot. Um, because like everyone else was like, I mean, not that everyone, like, I don't know. We don't know what would have happened, obviously, um, if they hadn't been Yoked under up. the yoke. But... <laughs> It's kind of like, I guess the argument is that like Europe was going through a lot of development. Okay, and, and Russia like, lost out, basically. Yeah, and Russia wasn't participating in that as much with as it had been before the yoke, like trade routes and stuff. Okay. And would other the yoke span like, the yoke spanned like the whole Russian Empire at the time. That I don't. I don't know what the Russian Empire looked like at that point, but I think we're talking about like I thought it was when it was like. Kiev was the center. And and how did... Wait, also, okay, first of all, when was this? And second of all, how did they get de-yoked? Do you know? Uh, I would say this was in, like, what's medieval, like, 1100? Okay. Let's check. This is, like, Genghis Khan time? Yeah. All Mongolians are Genghis Khan. Yeah, everybody knows that. Like, all Mongolians, all Chinese, and probably all Eastern Russians. Yeah, it was Kiev, Kievian Rus. I was right about that. So yeah. when the center of the what is like it's like a prince a bunch of principalities at this time, um, that's the structure of the empire, and with the center being Kiev, so that happened in the 13th century, so 12, 23, not 11. Yeah, that's pretty good though. Like. Thank you. Um, and part of the Mongol invasion of Europe, the Mongol Empire invaded Kiev and Rus in the 13th century. La, 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 destroying a bunch of cities. Broke up Kiev and Rus in the 13th century. Had incalculable, this is Wikipedia, incalculable ramifications for the history of Eastern Europe, including the division of the East Slavic people into three separate nations, modern-day Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus, and the oh. rise of the Grand Duchy. Wait, how do you say that? <laughs> Duchy. <laughs> I don't Moscow. know. That word always seems fake to me. I mean, it's like, it's not fake. But um, <laughs> but you don't know how to pronounce it. D u d u c h e, or is there an i in there? Why? 
Oh, D-U-C-H-Y. Yeah. The Grand Duchy. Princes of Rus heard about the... No- so it's the Principalities, Tatar rule. All right. This is too much. We have to do a separate episode yeah. on this. But it's like... It's looked... It's like pointed to in Russian history as a, as a sort of moment of separation from Europe. And then I guess what a lot of people would point to is like the second separation from Europe would be the Soviet era because... Mm. Because really, pre-Soviet participated in Europe more in terms of the government, not necessarily the people. But I bet a lot of people would argue that, like, this yoke time... I mean, they do argue that it had all these, like, important ramifications for the geopolitics of that region, Ukraine, Belarus, and Russia, but... I don't know. Maybe it, like, affected Before also they were one harmonious people until the Mongol hard, horde showed up. And it's hard to imagine, like, how something that happened in 1200, like, for example, I don't know if historians argue, like, that that affected the agrarian nature of, like, Russian people for the rest of time and stuff like that. I mean, presumably it did, but it's, like, hard to talk about continuity between, like, 1200 and, like, all the peasants, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I can kind of see, if it's, like, a big enough isolation, you can, I just picture it, like, oh, there was this, like, key junction and like Europe went in one direction and Russia went in another direction and to get back to the other path is like really difficult to do I I like hearing about ancient I guess is this ancient technically like old history like this when I don't know it's just like it's nice to be reminded of the fact that the world hasn't always been how it is right now even if even if it has been this way for like the past like you know 500 years or whatever it's just cool to think about different (laughs) I feel like maybe I'm dancing around the thing but like different groups being in power in like the same fucked up ways that groups now are in power that it's not like a different novel thing it's just like right now like western Europeans and like white people happen to be in power but that's not like a thing that has existed from the dawn of time definitely not and that I was I always liked thinking about when I like I remember taking I think it was in high school, yeah, taking, like, world history and learning about, like, the Ottoman Empire and stuff. And I just, it's really cool to, like, just just the history of, like, how different empires ruled in similar regions. And, yeah, some countries have just been, like, under different empires over the course of their history. Others have been, like, the rulers of it, like Russia, mm-hmm. for example. Um, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, no, I agree. I wish I, I knew more about, like, Asian empires because, like, Ottomans, like, the furthest east, east that I know. Yeah. I don't honestly don't know anything. So, But it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool and it, it's, like, definitely relevant because it's really easy for Western people to think about the dominance of Western culture as being, like, inevitable or something yeah like some kind of progressive thing which is obviously not true yeah like some kind of like we were always moving towards this and we just like came out on top yeah because <laughs> we're the best our brains are the <laughs> correct shape and our skulls are perfectly round yeah that's like the scary thing about that's what that sort of implies but and i think people deep down like maybe actually think that yeah i mean they definitely i think in general i like i bet the mongols thought that about themselves when they were ruling i think it's really hard to be like such a fully dominant culture and be like retrained on the fact that you're a fully dominant culture and like not 
think of it not not like not like oh my brain is perfect and brown people's brains are not perfect but like that it's teleological whatever current state you're in you know yeah, I don't or know that it means so anything. It's like, you know, you just happen to be born in a time when you're part of the dominant culture, but that doesn't mean anything. You could have as easily been born a different time. Yeah. And I, I just think like, like, I don't think I don't think it's a conscious thought about like brain structure so much anymore as it was at some point with like pseudoscience. But um, and what is that called? Eth- Ethnography? Like, no, no. Like what German some... Uh, I don't know. All the like philosophy and like s- quote unquote science around like in- inferior and superior races. I forget what that's called. Um, that kind of bullshit. I don't think. I don't think that. I don't think that's like such an issue on a mass scale right now. But I do think that like for people from any dominant group, it's. I think that's pretty obvious that it's like hard to see. like. You might be like, oh yeah, of course it's like random but you still sort of are like you think of it as like natural right because it that's just the way you think not not because of like not because of this word that i can't remember but just because of the teleological aspect like you said what's the word i don't i don't know i'm looking at the master race is all that's coming up <laughs> the slavs along with gypsies and jews were defined as being racially inferior and non-aryan well there you have it folks not white according to the nazis (laughs) yeah oh yeah no the slavs slavs were like fully targeted also let's just be real (laughs) i was trying to find out the invasion was ended by the mongol succession process up and up upon the death of ogedei khan well that's a cool name all Rus principalities were forced to submit to mongol rule and became part of the golden horde empire some of which lasted until 1480, some of which. But when you talk about Kiev and Rus, like the principalities, it's a much smaller area of land than like the Russian Empire of the 19th century or Russia today, which is much, much further east. Right, because at that point, that was just like Mongol territory. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what exactly was going on there, but it was a lot of different things. Maybe not all Mongol, but the Kievan Empire was small, relatively. Those Asians. (sighs) Um. The Golden Horde. The Golden oh, Horde. I wonder yeah. where when that got um, coined. Yeah, coined or also I was didn't tell about my. I wanted to tell a little bit about my flight. What about how it was delayed and sad? No. <gasps> how you didn't go down in a fiery ball? Okay, thanks. <laughs> this Deb. this episode is sponsored by Aeroflot. Thank you. Thank you. Still love Aeroflot. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, to tell well, about okay. the hand cream. I was happy to know that in my little pack, which includes, in the little packs, it includes like slippers, headphones, and ear plugs. There has been an addition <laughs> called a small tube of hand cream. Yay. Which is nice. It's a personal tube. In the bathroom, there's already hand cream. Um, and toothbrushes. Nice. Wait, but I, Very I want, nice. I'm not, didn't want to shill Aeroflot on this one, actually, but um, maybe this won't go in, but it was just funny that I, so Max had, like, last time he flew, when he flew to New York, he had been like, I asked for kosher food, and it was so much better than the usual food. Oh. So I was like, okay. No. Oh, no. So I was like, 
So I was like, okay, I'll do that. And like when I got the ticket back, I asked to get kosher food. <laughs> First of all, this has happened before. Large portion of flight is Orthodox Jew. Oh. So I was just like, wait, definitely going to Russia or going somewhere else? No, they're going to um, Tel Aviv. There's a via or, Moscow. I mean, maybe to other parts of Israel, but this flight, the connection in Moscow is to Tel Aviv. Oh, interesting. Okay. And because I think, I mean, I know there are a lot of flights from between Moscow and, and Israel. Yeah. So that makes sense. But I've had flights that are like majority Orthodox. Are you serious? Like majority, like 51% or like 85%? Like, oh, I don't know. More than 50, definitely. Like everywhere. <laughs> what is Maybe majority you're overestimating their presence. Well, they do take up a fuck ton of space <laughs> with their because hats. the men have to get up like every second. Not to be um, racist. What's the word for racist of religions? Uh, Intolerant. But like <laughs> Orthodox men on a nine hour flight need to spend a lot of the time getting up and like praying with like their what? boxes on their head and like things all over. Wait, Just like a really? lot going on. Yeah. Well, that's probably good for everybody else on the flight. <laughs> That's what Help I think. Too. The I'm God, like, <laughs> make sure God keeps everything in line. That's what I said. I, I was like thinking. I was like, you know how I get about flights. You're like, they can't let a plane with a bunch of Orthodox Jews go down. That would look terrible for them. God, I don't even want to say. I don't even want to say this kind of thing because I feel like it's jinxing it. But yeah, yeah, I definitely thought about that. I was like, chosen people, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fucked up. I don't. Just knock on wood. I hope that's real wood. Hold on. Oh my god! Don't like talking about plane accidents. Um, no, I mean it's not that every guy was getting up and praying, but the need to like stand up, and also a lot of people talking to each other in the aisles and just like standing up and taking up space. And they're and, like, speaking. They're speaking Hebrew or they're speaking Russian. Hebrew, Hebrew. They're not. They're not Russian. Oh, they're I not Russian. Okay. I think it's just a flight from New York via okay. Moscow. Okay. Okay. But the people going between Moscow and Tel Aviv on, on like a semi-regular basis are russian i think yeah i think there's a lot but of not orthodox russians or are they i don't think i don't think so okay. i just feel like there's just a lot of i know there are a lot of russian born jewish people who we know that who yeah. emigrated to israel we know there's a lot of back and forth it's whatever just like when there's orthodox people on a flight in a large quantity that means there's going to be praying in the aisles <laughs> that means there's going to be babies because there's always fucking babies yeah. screaming yeah and then there was something going on with this food service because, like, maybe they were just, like, overwhelmed with all the kosher meals because they're, like, separate and they're in, like, bigger boxes. They were just, like, it was everything was, like, slower and weird was, kind of. But Was the kosher meal better? No. Oh, no. The kosher meal was fine. The hot part was fine. But, like, the big box has, like, these different salads in it. And this was Aeroflot's fault. That it, it was, like, still, it was, like, very cold. It was, like, almost frozen. But oh. I just was, like... Ugh, like I could have asked for them to heat it up more but I just like didn't really want it anyway it was like a corn salad and like some kind of goulash type thing like a saucy I forget what it's called mm. and so were you the, feeling like an imposter because you're like eating your kosher meal and, like your yeah, spaghetti well, strap tank top <laughs> as soon as I, I was not in I was in a different shirt but as soon as I saw the like when we were boarding and I saw it was like a most, uh, not, it wasn't, mo this flight wasn't mostly Orthodox, but like a large portion. 
I was like all embarrassed about my kosher meal. I was like, I hope I'm not. But I actually was seated next to a non-Jewish person uh, who appeared to be non-Jewish. I mean, not Orthodox person. She was Russian. Oh yeah, that could be confusing that we could be ca- talking about Russian Orthodox, but we're not. No, no, no. We're talking about Russian Jewish Orthodox. Yeah. They're not Russian. Oh, but but we did say I did say Russian Orthodox at one point, and I didn't mean like Eastern Orthodox. I meant Jewish. Yeah, and like the other thing that sucked was for the both meals. Like the hot part was different, but the salads and the dessert part were the same. And I like to have variety. Oh, see? yes, I see. This shit feels like I won't ever make it home. That is the episode. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Telegram at She's in Russia. Sign up for our monthly image-based newsletter at She's in Russia.com. <laughs> Wait, I is this the I second month? I think this might be the second month that we we need to do it this month. Can you be in should charge I, this should month? We, should we just do the one with Polly? I just completely for, keep forgetting. No, because it's, uh, that's over. That's okay. It's not over. Okay, well, you, you're in charge of it. You take care of it. I'm now in charge of the newsletter or in, in charge of this newsletter? Just this one, yeah. So that means it will never go out. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. Um, and yeah, we will see you uh, next week. Did you say support us? Uh, support us. Patreon.com slash she's in Russia. Patreon. Let me and just, maybe we'll put the yeah. episodes out on time if we have more people giving us money. <laughs> yeah. Smith's voice just tapered off there. But that was Patreon.com, a centralized platform that can shut off other people from it sometimes, but mostly alt-right people, slash she's in Russia. Yep. <laughs>